Hello and welcome back to another episode of Returning to the Earth. I thank you for being here. I thank you for being you. I thank you for showing up for yourself and for those that you love. And if this is your first episode or this is your 50th, I welcome you with open arms. So my name is Hallie. I'm your host. And I had a conversation with a friend, a new friend the other day. And we kind of agreed upon, we wish that we were told the basics of what was right and wrong in a relationship. Um, whether that be, I think we we're mainly talking about romantic, but I think that even for friendships, we were never told what is wrong and right behavior. And so me getting into um, not quite like relationship relationships by societal standards, but like more than friend situations. Um, and even growing up and not always having some kind of friends, but I always grasped at friends for the validation that I ever felt I, I felt um, growing up in my family. And so I was always grasping at strings. So I got into these relationships and I thought a lot of the things that, you know, happened. Anyways, I'll leave my phone and do not disturb or every text I'll be distracted by. Um, and so a lot of things that I was accepting as behavior I would not feel great about but I was like oh this is normal right like this is a relationship I shouldn't be questioning it like why would the universe put that in my in my way but it's naive to think that the universe is not going to test you (laughs) and so um yeah I was in a pretty bad relationship in my opinion um pretty toxic and I thought that most of the behavior was okay and um I was just watching a TikTok video. I wish I could link things to this podcast just to give prime examples. If you've dealt with a narcissist or narcissist before you grew up with them, you understand the behavior of a narcissist or you're starting to realize the patterns. And so I've I've been around a lot of narcissists. I think by definition, um, most of my life, I've seen them all over. I've I've dealt with them in friendships, relationships, family-wise. I know what a narcissist looks like. I know what it feels like. I know what it is be gaslit I know what it feels like to not be in a proper relationship Um, and bad relationships aren't even just narcissism and gaslighting it's also things like and I'll cover this um, during different points and I talked about this on my Instagram reels or my my Instagram story the other day is um, not being taken back by your absence and um, not standing up for you those are two big lessons that I've been learning um, in these things and so this episode is about I'm only 19 and I'm so lucky to be this observant of the patterns of bad behavior within relationships Um, and I want to share the things you can look out for when if you're questioning also if you're questioning if it's a bad relationship it's a bad relationship I don't care if it's family I don't care if it's friends I don't care if it's a relationship if you don't feel valued and you're questioning the first the first thing that happened when I was in a bad relationship as I started questioning myself I literally thought oh my god I think I'm being gaslit but I was like oh I laughed it off I even brought it up to the person I'm pretty sure and I was like sometimes I feel like gaslighting me um, and we chuckled about it um, little did I know I was being gaslit um, and I was dealing with a narcissist and I don't know if I ever realized that they are a narcissist but they are um, by definition by psychological standards so that wasn't very cool um, and again if your gut is saying that doesn't feel right or if there's a lot of lying that it's not like big lies like lying about not cheating on you it's like um, one of the people that I was dealing with literally lied for fun to get people to squirm or think differently about things and I one time they brought that up 
and I kind of brushed into the rug. They're like, yeah, I like lying. I like, I, I love white lies. I make people kind of like, they didn't say squirm, but to me it felt like them squirming because they would say little lies that I knew weren't fully true, but I didn't know how. I was like, you know what? It, it might just be a joke, but really it was like a, with a serious face and I just kind of brushed her under the rug and that's how it kind of begins. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if you start being like, I don't know if that's true or not. Mm, that's also a red flag. And when I went to therapy during the summer after two kind of bad situa- situationships with people that were like friends, more than friends situations, um, <laughs> she was like, my therapist was like, yeah, the basis of um, relationships is it's trust and, you know, compassion mainly like trust and compassion for one another um you know the relationships I've been in have not really been fully trust and and compassion and so yeah that was really hard to gauge and I went through a whole period of the summer of realizing all the shame that I had around a lot of things um and the guilt and things like that and so anyhow being a 19 year old freaking out about I've cut off a lot of people this past year um I've cut ties with a lot of people that I didn't feel fully heard or seen by and then I tested the waters and I would set a boundary and they did not respect them and it was like, okay, that's the end. And me choosing to be lonely after spending most of my life grasping at any string of acknowledgement, it's been super hard. It's like, okay, now I don't have anybody to hang out with on these on the weekend or like, you know, when I really want to hang out with somebody, it's like I'm not dealing with bad behavior, which is a plus or like not feeling hurt or seen, but it's like, now I'm lonely. Like sometimes I just want any company rather than none. When it comes to friends, somebody that understands me or can just make me laugh feels so much better than just sitting in your room quietly sometimes. Um, so yeah, so that's been hard. Um, some people that I absolutely loved that have taught me a lot about myself and every single person that I cut off has taught me about myself and I've just explained my feelings towards these people saying that was unacceptable behavior or made me feel bad and when they cannot say I understand it's okay it's time to leave and they might not fully ever ever understand and that's not for me to keep explaining myself it's just saying okay we taught each other it's beautiful um and now it's time for me to move on whether you understand that or not I'm respectfully sometimes unrespectfully saying bye um um, a big thing that came up in some relationships is and this is a very I want to add this to the list. Um, I'll tap into it a little bit without being too harsh by words, Um, but it's also unacceptable behavior in my mind and that I've had conversations with others that are now in my life um, as boundaries is I'm a ride or die kind of friend. And when I know somebody hurt you, I don't want to speak to them. When I know somebody hurt you, I don't want anything to do with them because that's how much you are valued in my heart is if somebody hurts you, I'm going to take a step away from knowing that person because I want to hear you out. I want to validate your feelings. Um, and I'm not going to just cast this person out. It's like, okay, I I see your point of view. And I know you're hurt. So I'm just going to say, I, I sorry, I no longer can be friends with you because I know you hurt this person that is dear to me. Um, and that's just a personal boundary. I've always, I think, worked that way. I'm sure there's examples where I did not. I'm not perfect. Um, but when I was in a kind of a toxic relationship and all the people that 
I knew it was going to be hard saying bye because I knew it meant not just leaving that relationship, but leaving a whole community. And if you've been in that kind of relationship where you don't have differences of friends, it fucking sucks because I had a whole community of people that I choose not to speak to anymore. I simply can't because the person that they continue to be friends with, and sometimes these people know the story between me and the the person that's hurt and they still choose to be friends with that person. And to me, that really, really hurts. It feels like my feelings are being invalidated. Um, And so, yeah, I think that a really good friend and a wholesome interaction is and shared with another human is if you know somebody, if you know of somebody that hurt your friend and you still continue to be buddy-buddy with them, that is not okay. And that's my own personal preference, but when it comes to my relationships, I put a lot of enf- like effort into them because I think connection means a lot to me in this human life, and that's one of my big boundaries. And so if you feel the same way, I want to validate you in that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I had a panic attack the other day, or the beginning of one, and I called up a friend. Um, I don't remember if I shared this story or not, but I called up a friend after I set a boundary with somebody that I knew was going to be super, super painful to cut ties with. And I started crying and freaking out because I thought nobody in my life could validate me in person. And not a lot of people have been this in this exact same situation except for this one person that was in my life. And I called her up and I was like, hey, um, or I, at first I texted her, I was like, hey, if you have space right now, I really need somebody to talk to. I'm going through something. I don't think I can do it alone or somewhere along those lines. She said, call me whenever you need. So I called her up um, with like... A little bit of tears in my eyes and I, I just gave her the rundown of what had happened and she's like yeah no I had to do that and it sucks <laughs> it sucks um, and it might feel like a consequence towards yourself too that of you doing that because you're in a loss but it's something that you have to do if that's what you feel like you have to do and I was like thank you that's what I needed to hear um, so yeah here we are um, So when I was out west, I brought a big journal and I journaled, if not every day, every other day or every three days. And this journal is completely jam-packed with things and there's like 10 pages of notes about narcissists and gaslighters. Because one morning I didn't work and I just did a crap ton of research on what a narcissist is, what a gaslighter is, their tendencies, why they do what they do, trying to find compassion for them, trying to find loopholes, trying to never have to do with that again and yeah so I figured we would turn to that because that's what I first wanted to tap into I've tried posting an episode like this and I felt really ashamed for feeling like excuse me I'm gonna cast somebody out and make them wrong and bad but they are wrong and bad if they're a narcissist I can't protect you um and that is my brutally honest thing and if you think that's wrong and bad stop recovering I mean start recovering from your people pleasing because it's not okay for behavior like that um in brutally honest ways like if you're and people also okay this is the other thing that i've realized um especially when it comes to narcissists and gaslighters people cannot empathize with you unless they've dealt with a gaslighter and narcissist like a narcissist because they don't know the feeling of feeling like you have nothing left and i know a lot of narcissists themselves who when i tell them this story when they're curious they're like just get over yourself like you're playing the victim and it's like you've obviously never been in a narcissistic relationship in a gaslighting relationship because you're left with nothing like your self-esteem gone you talk crap about yourself you 
because of the manipulation that they do and other people observing it they're like i don't understand like it doesn't look that bad it is um i've heard stories of it i thought i would never have to deal with it until i did and it was fucking painful as hell and so yeah i just don't really have i have empathy for why people do it now i understand i have a little bit of a different grasp but at the same time it's just like plainly not okay for people to I don't even know the words I'm trying to look for um yeah so this is also going to be like a hard episode for me to speak on but I really want to get it out and all that good jazz so I'm trying to find I also have a list of things of things that I find to be red flags in people when I first meet them um to protect myself and you got to do what you got to do so yeah especially as a recovering people pleaser and an empathic person who feels pretty darn deeply about everything the trauma bond not even yeah the trauma bond between narcissist gaslighters narcissistic gaslighter narcs and gaslighters to empaths is pretty darn serious like it's I can't even like fully explain again I wish I could add a TikTok into this um but that's their prey narcissists prey are empathic people because they'll love bomb and they will act like the most charismatic person the most gentle person ever until you set them off and then it's the scariest thing and it's not even it's not even like screaming in your face it's like them getting in your head making you not trust yourself and as soon as you start judging yourself as soon as you start feeling crazy that's gar uh gars that's gaslighting and narcissism um okay i'm getting closer because it's just like so filled to the top of stuff man this channel is beautiful i put so much love and attention into this um I really want to start doing this more. Let's have a little ASMR moment. Why? Oh no. There's tape on this page. Oh, it's because my flower fell off. Hold on. Gonna stick that baddie back on. Okay. Learning about shame. I did a lot of journaling on shame as well, like I said. Some poetry. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. <laughs> thank you guys for being patient I don't even know if you are but I guess I was not fully prepared <laughs> that's okay too okay so first we'll go through some red flags of people that I've noticed these are just things that uh, if I don't pay attention to these things it typically is a person that becomes and hurts me in an, an emotional mental way and so I've just learned to keep my guard up around these people. Um, first thing is too many apologies. I don't know the statistics on, onto and as to why many narcissists and gaslighters apologize for every single thing, but they often don't not like conflict. Like one of the narcissists I dealt with literally loved, was just like, I'm not scared of conflict, but then apologized for every single thing. Um, actually most of the people um 
I don't know why they do that. I don't know the statistics or the psychology behind that, but that's one thing is if somebody apologizes for every single thing, it means they don't have a sturdy sense of self and they will try to drag you down with them. And that's just an observation that I mark as a red flag in order to protect myself. Um, I, I love being vulnerable and I will forever be vulnerable up until the point where I know these behaviors and I won't risk that again because, it's, again, it's one of the most painful things and it's taken me months to recover. Um, the next one is need, needing to control everything. If somebody needs control over everything and if something doesn't go right, they lose their shit, that's a big red flag for me. Narcissists and gaslighters typically don't have a very strong sense of self. Um, and so when they don't have control, they feel like they're, a piece of them is dying, which feels incredibly painful for them. And so they need control over every last thing from the time to like one time I didn't unpack my stuff uh, soon enough and I wanted to do things my own way. And I had this person very pissed off at me because I didn't unpack my stuff. I could have unpacked my stuff at any moment. My unpacking was not going to stop anything. And they were pissed off at me and generally made me feel bad about myself for not unpacking my stuff. That should have been a red flag and I did not see that. Um, so people that need control over every single thing. If you can't learn to go with the flow, I cannot be around you because that means your okay, anxiety is fine, but when it, you're so anxious that you need control over everything, that to me is terrifying behavior because I've seen the scariest people, I've dealt with the scariest people that need control over everything and it ends up being a bad situation every single time. Um, mood changes constantly. So there's a difference between honoring your emotions. Like when somebody's asked, like, how are you feeling? Just being like, hey, I'm feeling sad. But if you take that sadness, you blame that sadness on anybody. Um, I've had gaslighters, narcissists in my life that blame their sadness on me. I've had um, gaslighters and narcissists blame their anger on me and that's not taking accountability um, I'm not perfect I, sometimes I before this point in time a couple months ago um, I had a really hard time taking accountability like when I was in these relationships I didn't know how to because I'm like wait isn't it mutual um, but within that mutuality it means both of us have to take accountability for our own actions and so yeah um, mood changes it's just they will be one moment they'll be super super happy and the next they're yelling at you for something or they just make you feel bad for doing something or something not right and so uh, a pattern that I've noticed is like they'll do something and it'll be acceptable for them but then you do it the exact same way that they did it and you're being yelled at or not even yelled at just no that's not the right way and it's like well I just watched you do that exact same thing I don't understand it's a gain of control. So yeah, um, needs to know others' perspective of them. So narcissists and gaslighters, they cannot handle people not, they can't handle people not liking them, I guess is to say. And so that's why they're so charming and so loving in the first is because they don't want to be abandoned. Um, and so they will charm and love bomb the fuck out of you to reel you in. So you're like, oh my god, no, like I remember the loving times were so nice. That means it can happen again right after like abusive behavior. Gaslighting and narcissism is a form of mental and emotional abuse as well. So if you've dealt with them, you've been mentally and emotionally abused. Um, 
so yeah a lot of them is just like what do you think of me what do you think of me what do you think of me and it's like I it becomes a point where it's just they don't have a strong enough sense of themselves that if somebody doesn't like them and it's not even that because like people pleasers too we don't often know how to handle when somebody doesn't like us because we don't like conflict like me as a people pleaser I don't need to know I know some people are generally not going to like me and that's okay I don't need them to like me but I would like to know as to why they don't like me I'd like to communicate it out if possible because I would like to avoid conflict if we can have a like a friendship I'd much rather that than just you know talk shit about each other behind each other's backs um but this is it's a different situation it's like um it's like a it's an obsession over how people perceive them and so they're constantly morphing themselves to put on this persona and it becomes so good and so charismatic that people can't tell the difference um again i don't know the exact words it's a feeling um i'm just trying to find words for it but again if you've been gaslit or dealt with the narc you understand um okay freaks out when you say um it's not a big deal this is not necessarily it's just a red flag to me in general um because it's again it's an anxiety thing i will literally i'm the kind of person that goes with the flow and if something doesn't go right i'll be like it's no big deal like it's gonna be okay take a deep breath and they'll start like freaking the fuck out those kind of people that are like it is a big deal you fuck this shit up or whatever that's not okay I'm sorry, but I don't want anything to do with you. You make me feel bad about myself for something not going right when it really was out of my control or I made a simple mistake and I didn't do it on purpose. Do not yell at me. If you do, I had to take a step back away from you. Um, so that's another red flag is also being yelled at. Nobody needs to be freaking yelled at, okay? If you yell at people, that's for you to figure out and if somebody chooses not to be friends with you because you yell at them that's that you know stop yelling at people it's not going to get you or them anything i know it's not as easy to just stop yelling i understand that it's a behavior out of protection that you yell to try to be understood i get there or i get that um but when you start yelling at people you create a, a behavior that you think is normal and it's not okay so please work on that yelling at anybody just shocks their system it puts people into fight or flight it creates a trauma response if you have anger issues figure that one out because that is the biggest source of trauma for pretty much anybody um and i've started saying when people yell at me if my friends yell at me i will i'm starting to set that boundary i'm sorry i have to take a step away from you because i do not deserve to be yelled at i deserve patience the way that i'm trying to show up for you as well um one of the most painful comments towards me and it, if it was worded differently it would have been different but i i don't know how to let go of this and the person knows how bad it hurt me because i've spoken about it a few different times and, and i never got any acknowledgement on it was i'm hard to be patient with i was having this conversation with somebody wanting to be heard i said hey please just let me speak because i never feel heard by you um I don't know if they'll ever take accountability on this because I'm sure it's going to be hard for them to do that, to know that they're in the wrong. Um, and that it, like, they were just like, hell, you're really hard to be patient with. And if it was, it was, if it was more worded in a way of, um, 
not directed towards me. If it was like, if it wasn't Hallie, you're hard to be patient with. You are hard to be patient with. If it was worded in a way that was just like, sometimes there's situations that it's hard for me to be patient with those situations, not you're hard to be patient with. Um, and, you know, things like that is, that's not okay. Don't direct any of that towards anybody. Um, so, yeah, the next one is they don't like being observed. So I do this thing where I am very psychoanalyzing and I will analyze people's mannerisms. I will um, observe people's, just their everything because I want to understand how to have compassion for them. A, when for when they hurt me, which that means a lot for me to even say that. Um, but I want to understand what people do what they do. And so I've done a lot of psychology research and I've read a lot of books. And so I'm pretty good at identifying my own self when I make a mistake and identifying others when they do something that hurts me for me to understand or just observations in general as to why people do what they do because I want to know. Like, there's a reason, excuse me, there's a reason for why people do what they do. And a lot of the gaslighters and narcissists that I've dealt with, when I'm observant and I notice something about them, they freak out. Like, the first time I was in the car with one of them, um, I, I observed some things, and they're like, do you always do that? And I kind of could tell there was an energy change there, and they, I think that freaked them out a little bit because I was very observant of what they did. And then when they hurt me, I was just, I, I forgot exactly what I said, but it really stuck with them. I was like, um, I think I said, it's a trauma response. Is this a trauma response? Um, and this person before, they did something that, really hurt me they're like I don't understand why you said that and I was like I just was really silent that whole time but I want to know why people do what they do and so I'm a very observant person and narcissists and gaslighters hate that because as soon as you find that out that's the most vulnerable spot on them as soon as you know why they do what they do their whole facade falls to the floor and so one thing I can suggest that you do is to do your own research on psychology and understand why people do what they do understand why people act how they act because that will give you compassion to move on that will give you an understanding as to their trauma as to why they do what the fuck they do because sometimes it's so shitty it's like why would you ever do that to another like another human being when i would never do that to you and it's like okay and now i understand why looking up psychology of trauma and just being observant it's just like it gives you an advantage for when they do hurt you because it's like okay I understand that sucks I hope you never did that to me or anybody else ever again but at least I have a point of view and that kind of ties into what I was just saying but but yeah um and they're scared of their own mind a lot of the narcissists and the gaslighters that I've met they have to be constantly busy they have to be multitasking constantly they have to constantly be suppressing their mind with alcohol or weed or even smoking cigarettes um you know anything that kind of gives them some kind of dopamine response to do other things um i have noticed that um so when they're scared of their mind as well they have a really hard time going to sleep without playing music um I'm kind of at a lack of words right now. I'm kind of distracted. Again, this is just going to be kind of a hard episode for me to make um, because it hits so close to home for me and I'm just distracted in general. But I, I know I need to make this episode 
in my bones. I know that somebody out there needs to hear this, and so I'm trying to get it out. Um, it's just, if you know somebody that is just terrified of their own mind, like they have to constantly be doing something, they cannot meditate, um, and they, I can't describe that. It's just, they, and they'll literally say that I'm scared of my own mind. They can't be with their own thoughts. That to me is a red a red flag. If you cannot be with your own thoughts, um, there's something there that you're not admitting to yourself. And I know I've been there and I've done that. I was so anxious where I couldn't admit things to myself until I finally realized what it was about. And I was like, oh shit, I have to feel this. I have to think about this because that's a shadow. A lot of narcissists and gaslighters will not look deeper within because they're terrified of themselves. And that is also the most raw, vulnerable thing about them that you can really, if you touch that area, they will go belligerent. Um, they will go ballistic. They will go nuclear on you. If you touch that vulnerable spot, it's like end game. Um, so yeah, now we're going to go into, um, let me find it. The, it's going to be somewhere around here. Um, okay. So the one morning I, um, I just took notes and journaled about all this. I looked up all the research online and just took notes and I kind of want to do a little bit more research. This is not going to be the end of these parts because I think I'm going to constantly be learning about this. This is just knowledge that needs to be out in the interwebs because it's not talked about enough. But so it says, hold on, I have so many cords wrapped around me (laughs) right now. So. Gaslighters and Narcissists 101. One, they can't take accountability. Two, when you set a boundary, they spiral. Three, you have to abandon yourself in order to protect you. Three, because they don't want to be abandoned, so they will make you abandon yourself in order to play with your head. I know this feeling all too well. When I talked to a therapist, um, she's like, okay, what is this feeling like? Uh, feel like and I could explain the exact feeling of what it felt like and I thought that it had only been gaslit and narcissistically in relationships twice most of my life I've been in relationships with narcissists and gaslighters and so I knew the feeling all too well when I had to abandon myself for somebody else's needs and I wasn't allowed to stand up for myself and I explained the exact sensations that goes through my body when it happens and she's like wow sounds like this is a really familiar feeling for you and I was like yeah I'm noticing that one too buddy so, um, yeah, so you have to abandon yourself in order to protect, um, I, I wrote down you have to abandon yourself in order to protect you, but when you abandon yourself, you're not protecting yourself. Um, in a way you are, because when you do abandon yourself, you're protecting yourself from them furthering harm, because if they see you abandoning yourself, then they think they have a little bit more of a playground for them to take some ownership over you in your mind. Um, The next one is they flip the situation on you. So you will say your feelings and it's no, um, that's not what actually happened. You are like one of the prime examples. One of the boldest statements is actually you're making me the asshole. Like that was actually a sentence that like a grade A narcissist fucking told me. Um, So yeah. Or I will say something that makes me uncomfortable and they, they'll call out from the past and they'll say, well, you know, you did this to me once too, right? And they'll dig in the furthest part of the past um, into a little nook and cranny in their mind and they'll pull it out and they'll say, well, you did it to me too, so now we're equal or something like that. Like one time 
um, one of the people that I was with, I they did something that made me uncomfortable and I said, I didn't like that you said that to me. And immediately they pulled out an example from their back pocket and said, and instead of taking accountability, they just said, well, no, this is actually, um, this happened to me too, you did that to me, so therefore I'm not gonna take any accountability on it. You know, um, no solution is good enough. Like, I, you try to bring up every example on how to fix something, and they will be like, nope, that's not going to work. Like, one of them, I tried saying sorry, and they're like, I don't need a sorry from you. And it's like, what, so what do you want from me? Like, nothing, no example that I was giving them to how to fix the situation was good enough. Because they love this game. They love this game. It feeds their ego. Um, they say it's always others' faults. Again, they just can't take accountability. They will say, oh, well, actually, it's so-and-so. Um, and so yeah it, it's there's also a really fine line in these things because I know that sometimes it looks like I can't take accountability and I literally had somebody where I told them I was like I can no longer be friends with you because you're friends with so-and-so who extremely hurt me and I told you how bad it was and they're like well you know I'm not going to choose sides and I said okay um, well then I'm pulling myself away and their response was well, you also have to take accountability. And I was like, I was in a emotionally abusive relationship and you want me to take accountability. You know, obviously you've never dealt with a narcissist or a gaslighter and that's my final statement is I will no longer fight with you. You have not felt that. And so you don't know how to find compassion for it. So end of discussion, end of friendship. Um, you know, once you've dealt with that, and I hope you never have to deal with that, then you could understand, but it, it's totally different universe to have dealt with this and when I say all these things I feel very confused myself again returning back to that statement because all my life I've dealt with them and every single time I brought up when somebody was gaslighting me or nurse or, or not in general um they'd be like well you're playing the victim you know everything happens to you now doesn't it and it was like what do you like I never had any empathy um with that and so when I say these things again I'm very confused because my whole life I've dealt with narcissists and gaslighters so yeah um they can't accept your feelings and don't want to hear you um and they can't go without saying that's not what really happened or that's not what's happening they just simply cannot accept that they are bad and wrong at all narcissists think that they're the center of the universe and there's a difference between people coming off as entitled versus somebody who's literally a narcissist who thinks they are the center of the universe where they they can they physically cannot take accountability their brain will not let them because if they finally allow themselves to think that they're the bad and wrong person which in their mind the only reason why when you bring up these things that make them bad and wrong is because their whole life either they've been told they weren't right they were bad and wrong or they a needed intermission just happened my dad came in he's like I'm looking for the dog and I was like I don't know where the dog is um, I also really needed some water so here we are drinking some water I realized that the mic is right next to my throat so I don't know if you guys can hear the freaking gulp noises but I was thirsty okay um, I don't know where we were I got distracted by getting up but we'll go to number nine Makes you question what you know to be true. As soon as you start feeling crazy, that's not okay. Another small example of gaslighting is 
for instance, I had this interaction with some strangers where I stood up for myself. And as soon as they stood up for myself, they're like, oh, you've been drinking. You've been drinking, haven't you? And I was like, I did share like an eighth of a glass of wine with some ladies, some older ladies, um, who offered me some box wine. And my friend had a glass and I had a little bit. But I was so pissed off about me and my friend being mistreated that I basically raised my voice at them and I said, this is unacceptable and I do not deserve to be treated this way, neither does my friend, it's not okay. And as soon as I did that, they were just like, oh, you've been drinking, like, this is unacceptable, you need to cool down, like, blah, blah, blah. And it just, I was not being seen, but not feeling like I wasn't being heard. Um, or them having shitty behavior, they couldn't take accountability in that moment. It was, oh, you're drinking too much. You just, uh, you know, the way it came off was just like, oh, you are a young child that doesn't know any better. And I was like, I, w- I was standing up for my fucking self, like, disrespectfully, F you for not listening to me, like, that's not okay. And when I say all these things, I understand why people do them, but at the same time, if I give people too much compassion, I lose the whole gist as to them being a bad person within these actions. (laughs) And so it becomes really, really hard when I teeter between seeing somebody that really hurt me as good, because sometimes I'll see a perspective of somebody else. So a person will hurt me and another person will tell me the perspective of them. And I'll be like, oh my God, wait, they might be a good person like why am I making them bad and wrong and then I'll remember the memories that me and them shared and I'll be like oh wait wait a damn minute um so that's also a really interesting teeter-totter of things so 10 all this fast talking and um talking about some trauma is bringing up a quite a thirst so 10 makes you doubt your experience again makes you feel like you're fucking bonkers what you're feeling uh run for your fucking life uh, um wait 11 (laughs) make uh makes you doubt your memories when they try changing a memory that you have in your mind and as soon as they try to change it run run i wish i could do that i wish i would have done that but you know what i needed to do I needed to be in a really bad relationship for me to be able to travel alone, for me to be able to make more connections, for me to be able to have the confidence I do now. It took a bad relationship for me to get where I am now, and I'm more confident than I ever have been. Um, It sucks that I had to take that, but the universe mischievously knew what it was doing. So yeah. Um, Twelve. They guilt or shame you for your feelings. You feel something like one of the things was I I'm a crier like I won't yell at anybody I will just take time for myself and I will cry I will cry the beauty of things I'll cry at the sadness I will cry at the, when I get angry because I believe that anger is just sadness in a hard outer shell there is a time to be healthily angry when somebody crosses a boundary like a big boundary like touching you when you don't want to be touched you're allowed to say please do not touch me and that is healthy anger healthy anger is not yelling at somebody for making a simple mistake or for you know you communicating your feelings that is not healthy anger um next is 13 makes you feel crazy again that kind of just goes in that whole bracket that i've been talking about is makes you just feel nuts and i felt that way within like the first few weeks of living with somebody and i should have just I should have shared it with somebody, but I felt like I couldn't. 
and I'll kind of get to that point. Um, 14 tells you that everyone around you is a liar. I've never had this one exactly come forth at me, um, thankfully, because I know that um, in a lot of narcissistic and gaslighting relationships, they will be a partner who um, who tells you your whole family's wrong and bad, who will tell you all your friends are wrong and bad, and, and all you have is them. And they'll make it so believable to only have them and nobody else. And then when you want to leave, you are left with nothing. And thankfully, I've never had to deal with that. I never want to deal with that. Um, so yeah, but I know that that does happen. So if that has happened, I have a crap ton of empathy for you. Because I can't imagine that one. Um, 15, they're very monotone. And they could be um, masking what they're actually feeling. That's another one that I've not necessarily dealt with, but I have seen in behaviors where they're just extremely monotone and they're just masking their, their feelings. Um, so yeah, the next one is 16. Hold on, need some more water. Also, it's really, really interesting. I love somatic healing. I don't know too much about it, but one thing is your body will tell you when something's up. For a whoa, <laughs> whoa, for instance, um, one of the things is if you have a thyroid issue, um, this is woo-woo terms, as a lot of people in my life would call it, but probably because you're not speaking up for yourself, it's probably because you're not, um, you know, you're not sharing how you're actually feeling, and so it's a, it's a throat issue, energy, I don't really like the word chakra, just because it feels very appropriated to me, um, but I think that we do have energy centers in the body. I don't know what I'd call them other than energy centers. Um, if you want to call, you can call them whatever you want. That's just my personal uh, preference. And so, yeah. Um, or in your heart space, some people have heart attacks. Um, but this one is, they will, like, I really lost what I was going to talk about. Or circle back around, but they deny. Um... They deny, question your own memory, um, and angry and aggressive or defensive, not listening to you, bringing up parts, bringing up your past mistakes. Like, friend, like what I was just talking about is when I tried to communicate my feelings of not liking something that somebody, one of these people said to me, they brought up my past mistake and covered it up instead of just taking accountability. Um, they reframe and make them the nice guy. Again, I literally had somebody say, I set a boundary with somebody I didn't like. I like this person I set a boundary with them hoping that it would go well and it didn't and they said now you're making me the asshole after I set a damn boundary so mm, that's some salt in the wound um, 17 is pretending to have allies um, you know I've done that in the past I don't really necessarily think that it's completely gaslighting or narcissism sometimes you feel like for somebody to actually hear you you need to have people back you up um, so I've definitely done that, so I don't necessarily think it's a gaslighting and narcissist thing, um, but when that's used against you with, by a narcissist or a gaslighter, it sucks. So yeah, that's also a thing. Um, making you feel dumb about the topic. Criticism, because criticism is the protection over vulnerability, and vulnerability is the capacity to be wounded, and Where's my mic? Gaslighters and narcissists um, cannot be wounded. That's why they act the way they act. 
um, yeah, a lot, I know a lot of narcissists, and I'm just going to start calling them narcs, because that's what a lot of psychologists call them, narcs and gaslighters, um, they, what are the words I'm looking for? I was going to say something about vulnerability, um, but that's just not going to happen, I guess. Now, the next thing I want to talk about a little bit is um, ADHD people versus uh, a narc. Okay, so there's a lot of overlapping things. This can also be kind of hard, and I know a lot of ADHD people that are narcs as well, um, and gaslighters. So it's it's kind of hard to tell um, sometimes, and so I did some deep diving into that too because then I was just like, oh my god, I'm a narcissist then. Like, and I saw, a, I suddenly saw a lady on TikTok start sobbing after she's read this book that I'm reading about ADHD right now. Um, and it's by uh, Gabor Mate, It's Scattered Minds, um, The Origins and Healing of Attention Deficit Disorder. So, um, she really thought she was a narcissist. Like, she thought that she was the worst person ever. And then she read this book and she was like, I'm just ADHD. Like, she wasn't a narcissist. She's never gaslit anybody, so it was different. I have terrible ADHD, so some of these things I do, not knowing that it could be a gaslighting narcissistic thing, um, but I know deep down I'm not a narcissist or a gaslighter because I would never do most of the things that are on this page. Um, and so that was the really hard thing is when I started doing research, I'm like, oh my god, I'm a shitty person too. I fucking suck ass. I'm awful. I've done these things and then I did more research into what you know finding the separation between the two and I'm like okay I'm not um so yeah it's it's really hard when you deep dive into some psychology topics to not think that you're also that thing unless you also find the polarity of it or the similar things of that thing so I understand that um so yeah so ADHD versus an arc both will love bomb and get to know you fast, um, but one will feel better and safer. So it's really a feeling. Like for me, I love, I don't love bomb, but I get to know people really, really well pretty fast. And if I don't, it feels weird. Like currently, I've liked a couple people after these relationships and both of them, I didn't get to know them really fast. They're, I think they're both, a lot, all three of these people are kind of ADHD. Um, I typically prefer being with people that are ADHD anyhow because we understand each other's minds and I just attract other neurodivergent people. Um, and yeah, but um, I love to get to know people super, super fast and that can become an issue and so I've learned this, this catchphrase as reel it in and I've been trying to do that and sometimes you can't always do that. Sometimes the relationship, the universe that's providing you whatever is kind of just like you are there to learn this person because they have some kind of connection with you um but then I've dealt with other ADHD people like I said with the past few people that I've, I've kind of admired deeply um where it's like I want to rush things and I really want to understand the full capacity of them but it's better that it's a slow understanding because um the two past connections that I've been with um, before that previously, it was like a really big jump into um, love bombing and getting to know you fast. Excuse me, and a lot of other ones as well. So 
yeah um but again adhd people just do that off the bat we just we have a different way a different language um so it's hard but again it's just a feeling if i circle back around to anything it's a feeling if it feels wrong it's no if it feels like a maybe it's no um it feels like it if it feels like a yes and it's a yes um both will talk over you but adhd people will apologize and the narc will guilt you and make you or give you an excuse so as an adhd person i talk over people by accident all the time and i'm like oh and then i'll make sure that i'm or like we'll talk at the same time because i don't really know social cues that well i'm learning and then I'll, I'll be like, okay, no, 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 you go. But a narc will kind of be like, um, they'll just keep talking. Like, they'll just continue to talk over you because they act in the beginning. They'll be like, yeah, I really want to hear you. But then it really comes down to hearing you. They don't really give a flying fuck. Um, as long as they're heard. So, yeah. That was kind of that. Um, I don't know where else... I have notes specifically on this stuff, but if you want to do more research, please look it up on TikTok. There's great psychologists on there that will help you understand. There's people's um, personal kind of like testimonials that is grand to listen to because it's like, holy crap. Like yesterday, um, I went down a whole rabbit hole of personal testimonials of people that have dealt with a lot of the same behavior as me. And I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I know this is not okay. But within this, um, circling back around, there are not just extreme mental, emotional abuse relationships that are bad and wrong that I wish I was taught about, but there's things like just bad behavior um, that should just not be accepted in friendships. Like it's just the bare fucking minimum and it just sucks. And I, when I feel like I'm making this podcast episode, it's going to be extra hard for me because I'm usually a very bubbly person. And I'm stepping into this this place in which I'm trying not to become a people pleaser and I'm starting to be more stern with my emotions or more stern when I have something serious. And this is more serious to me. So I, I'm very stern in this episode and I'm, I feel more callous in it, which I don't show a lot of, of myself being very calloused. Um, so yeah, but here we are. <laughs> um, within that, the next is... I kind of talked about this in the very very beginning I believe and that is so the first so I wrote down things the first was narcissism and gaslighting that is unacceptable in, in relationships and the second one is um not noticing your absence I've been in relationships multiple ones I have a really really hard time being in friend groups I would much rather prefer one-on-one -on -one time with somebody like if it came to being like I don't really care for parties because there's so many energies being passed around I'd much rather be that person that sits alone in a corner with somebody and just like whispers through the night and just like makes each other laugh and shares a bottle of beer, you know? I'm not the kind of person that will need to know every single person. I used to be that person. I definitely was that person who needed to know everybody, needed to be liked by everybody, but it's different now. I'd much rather have an intimate friendship or an intimate relationship or an intimate, you know, connection where it's me trying to understand you and you trying to understand me so I can have a more personable connection. Um, and so I have a really hard time in group settings in general, anyhow, besides that side note, um, because a lot of people that I've been in friendships with, they don't notice my absence. And that fucking sucked. I've been in friend groups where I will be absent and they didn't question a thing about me not being there. And that hurt the most when I would then show up and they would never ask, 
hey, how are you? Where have you been? It'll just be like, oh, there's Hallie. Like, there's this girl that I've known, but there, just there she is. It's not, how are you doing? Why weren't you around? And yeah, it's not really their job to, I know for sure there's going to be that argument out there. Maybe somebody messages me and just like, well, it's not anybody else's job to to deal with how you're feeling. And yeah, of course, it's nobody else's job. If I really had an issue, I will bring it up to them. But it's not a matter of an issue. It's a matter of I'm feeling left out and I'm not being asked how I'm doing. And that's not okay. And I t- I've heard a lot of people on like Core Core and Hope Core on TikTok talk about the same thing. If somebody does not notice your absence, there's a very good TikTok about it. I forget how it goes. But if somebody does not notice your absence, it's just, it's not a good relationship. It's not, just don't put any more energy into it. The next thing is they can't stand up for you. I've dealt with that same thing. I recently just cut off a connection with somebody. Um, actually, two connections where we were dealing with the same kind of group of people and I stood up for myself and I stood up for somebody else. And although it's not like I stood up for you and you need to stand up for me, it's like we're friends. I think that's human decency to stand up for one another if you care for me to be one of your close friends and um I never really foot felt stuff for and I brought it up to them and they're like well I, I stood up for you behind your back and it's like yeah but in person I never foot felt stood up for like when it was actually happening and I never felt stood up for and um when I know that they were picked on I know that this other person was being picked on by that same person previously um and in whatever way that means to be picked on and they also never stood up for me when I would have stood up for them. And I was like, this is not a relationship I want to further at all because if you can't stand up for me now, you can't stand up for me in the future. And if you don't notice my absence now, you won't notice my absence in the future. And so I'm being very, very picky with who I let into my life. So, yeah. Um, anyhow, those are just things that I'm learning that's not okay in relationships um, because I was never taught what is okay and what is not okay well excuse me so here we are with some some kind of trivial explanation as to why a little bit people do what they do um, and as to just not dealing with fucking bullshit because although it's much easier to deal with bad people because it's more comfortable in my life because I've dealt with shitty connections most of my life um I know that I deserve better and I put a lot of energy into relationships um and I feel like I sound like every other person I think every person's like I put so much energy into relationships like why don't I get it back and I don't mean to sound like that kind of person but when I'm genuine I'm genuine like when I deeply appreciate you I don't want you to feel hurt I don't want you to feel out of sorts I want you to you know feel comfortable enough to communicate with me I'm not going to yell at you. I want to hear you out. Um, it might be hard for me to fully accept sometimes. You know, having to accept when you did something wrong and bad is hard as fuck. Yeah, I've been there. I've done that. I know that. Um, still sometimes when somebody's like, you hurt me, I'm like, oh shit. Like, I hurt them. I feel awful now, but it's not about me. It's about them. I hurt them. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But I love you, and I appreciate you, and I thank you for showing up, and it's hard, but one day at a time, we can learn education on what is proper for your worthiness and what is not, so 
thank you again and i'll talk to you when i talk to you next bye